to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. Proverbs 3, 25 through 26. Do not be afraid of sudden panic or of the storm that strikes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Morgan. Morgan is our congregational care intern uh, this summer from Columbia Seminary. And if you have not met Morgan yet, I hope you'll Uh, take an opportunity to meet her and to get to know her, uh, you will be glad that you did. Let us join together in prayer. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. May your word be more than just words to us, And we, more than only hearers, but doers, in Christ's name, amen. For the past several weeks, we've been looking at lessons derived from several of Disney's animated films. And today we're considering the movie Monsters, Incorporated. When Jeff saw the title Monsters Incorporated, I don't know why he thought of me. (laughs) But it's an interesting film. It hit theaters way back in November of 2001, almost 22 years ago. Interestingly, less than two months after the terrible events of September 11th. And even though it had already been written and completed prior to that awful day, it describes a world that in many ways was like the one we found ourselves a part of after that day, a world fueled by fear. And that's where the movie begins. For in the movie, power for the movie's fictional city, a city called Monstropolis, is provided by the screams of frightened, terrorized children. The power company motto is, we scare because we care. So every day, the power company employees, monsters of all shapes and sizes, including our heroes, Mike and Sully, 
line up on the factory floor as a production line, a production line style machine delivers dozens of closet doors to their individual scaring stations. And when the work whistle blows, the, the monsters hurry through the doors, which all lead to children's bedrooms. And if the monster can scare the child behind those doors and get the child to scream, the screams are stored in a canister to be converted into energy to power the city. Effectively, the entire city is powered by fear. And it works. For children are afraid of monsters. Monsters hiding under their beds and in the shadows, and especially monsters lurking behind their closet doors. But there's a twist in this movie. For it seems that as afraid as the children are of the monsters, the monsters are just as afraid, maybe even more afraid, of the children. In fact, if a monster does something as seemingly innocent as touch a child, or even touch a child's clothes, it becomes a matter of dire emergency. It requires workers in hazmat suits and disinfectant teams to clear and clean the area and ensure there's no contamination. A lot like our initial response to COVID. And the offending monster has to be isolated and, and deloused to rid him or her of any childlike contaminants. So the children scream in fear of the monsters and create power for the city. And the monsters fear the children, making them afraid even as they work to scare the children. That's how the world of the city of Monstropolis works. Or put another way, fear is the operative factor. And from an animation perspective, it's cute and funny, and it makes a clever premise. But this morning, I want to suggest that, that we all live in that world. I suggest that it's not just in the movie and not just children and monsters who are afraid, but that all of us are afraid. Now sure, some of us disguise our fear better than others, and, and few of us here this morning are afraid of actual monsters in our closets. And few of us, I guess only a few of us are afraid of children. <laughs> but I think fear is a powerful factor in our lives. I think we're afraid. And we're afraid because for the most part, the monsters of our lives lurk everywhere. 
Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Maybe, maybe I should. But is there anyone here who's afraid of failing health? Or afraid of ending up helpless or alone? Is there anyone here afraid for your children or, or maybe for your grandchildren, wondering how you could possibly go on if something happened to one of them? Or for that matter, if something happened to anyone who you love? Is there anyone afraid over a, a troubled, even a failing marriage? Is there anyone here afraid of a faltering economic climate? or the changing climate in general? Is there anyone afraid of failure? Or afraid of appearing foolish? Or maybe even fearful of being taken advantage of? Or maybe afraid of, of being criticized? I suspect at least someone here might be afraid of getting old or afraid of the rising cost of everything. And some among us certainly have fears that come from real, tangible things like cancer or Alzheimer's or mental illness. And some of us may fear political change or a lack of political change or moral breakdown or cultural rot in our society. Some among us may fear Russia, or China, or North Korea, or I'll let you fill in the blank. Some might fear teenagers or others with AK-47 or other type assault weapons shooting up the Kroger or the Target or even the church. And some might fear our children or our youth dying due to violence or all sorts of other untimely deaths. Some even might fear death in general. And I haven't even mentioned Atlanta traffic. <laughs> I suggest this morning that we're all afraid and like in the movie, sometimes our lives are powered by fear. And yet, fear can also play a helpful role in our lives. We, we need that built-in voice that says to us, Danger, Will Robinson, don't go there, don't do that. We want our children to fear the possible bad results of running out into the road without looking both ways. We, we want them to be cautious around strangers, to, to fear getting into unfamiliar cars, to be afraid of inappropriate touching, and so on. We want our teenagers to have some fear of the potential perils of driving at excessive speeds. And I, for one, think we should be extremely fearful of a culture whose elected leaders seem to deny that a proliferation of assault weapons in the hands of virtually anyone and everyone without very strict regulation and training 
is a frightening thing. Some fear is appropriate for it keeps us from getting into dangerous situations and from doing destructive things. But there's something else about fear. It can even teach us to depend on God. You see, most of us, as our prayer of confession reminded us today, have short memories. We, we go along living our lives with the illusion that we're in control, that, that we're on our own, but then something fearful or something traumatic happens, something we can't handle on our own, and in our desperation, we reach out to God. And sometimes at those kinds of times, we even make promises to God. Promises about how we're going to change our ways, how we're going to do better if, if God will just get us through, if God will just save us, if God will just allow the crisis to pass. Sometimes we're even like the guy who, who's circling and circling the block trying to find a parking space until finally he prays, Lord, if you'll just show me a parking space, I promise I'll never miss church ever again. And just as he was finished praying right in front of him, a space opens up and he immediately says, oh, never mind, Lord, I just found one. <laughs> Sometimes we forget. But fortunately, God doesn't forget. God is reliable. We can depend on God and and most importantly, as we see in the movie, God didn't create us to live in fear. You see, quite accidentally, in the movie, one of the children escapes her room. And she finds herself on the, on the monster's side of the door. And as I mentioned, because the monsters are afraid of children, this just won't do. Except, that is, that Sully, remember he's the, the big blue monster, finds himself not afraid. Instead, he's enamored with this young child, and likewise, she with him. In fact, Sully does the unspeakable. He gives her a name. He calls her Boo. To which his pal Mike, in, in one of the tr truly memorable lines in the film, says, Sully, you're not supposed to name it. Once you name it, you start getting attached to it. And sure enough, as in life, that's exactly what happens. The viewers discover that the monsters, in giving in to their fear, had unknowingly denied a source far more powerful than fear. Namely, love demonstrated through laughter. Or said another way, in overcoming the fear factor through relationships with those whom they previously feared, they discovered the love connection. See what I did there? <laughs> and so did the children. And we, the, few, the viewers, discover along with them the truth of today's proverb. 
and one of the great truths of the Bible that love in relationship has the real power the power to humanize the unknown the the power to befriend the foreigner the alien the outcast in our midst and the power to give us partners in our fear even with those with whom we share those things about life that can truly be fearful and troubling monsters incorporated in its animated form reminds us that while fear often fuels our individual and even our communal lives sometimes it's fundamentally limited it's at best partial but on the other hand love especially in the context of relationship knows no bounds for it draws upon a different source of power a different source of power altogether a source of power that as we experience in this sacrament before us a sacrament that we will share all together today is limitless and unbounded the proverb says do not be afraid of sudden sudden panic or of the storm that strikes the wicked for the Lord will be your confidence so like the characters in the movie we too can move from the fear factor to the love connection we too can move fear aside and move love to the front thanks be to God let us pray Lord God, in our often fear-filled lives, remind us that it is, it is our connections, our connections to you and to one another that, that truly provide us the confidence to live lives of love and, and to draw ourselves closer to you and to those around you. Hold us close in your Son, Jesus. And through this sacrament of love and grace, hold us close to one another and remind us that you are with us and by our side. In Jesus' name. been listening to the RPC Sermons podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.